This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You were looking good out there. You had a yeah. red hat on. I didn't have a hat on. Red suit, red tie, even red loafers. No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jay Tittleman a three for the tie. Off the backboard and gone! Jay Tittleman makes it in! Off the buzzer and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Crawford eight! Crawford's gotta hurry! Up! Oh! No! And even some things not happening in the sports world. You're, you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man, I guess. <laughs> not the better man, the bitter man. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, the entire county of McPherson, and any areas that might just be like a fringe city on the county borders, Mr. Steve Sell. I don't think people in the fringes know even, even know who I am. Heston. Well, maybe. That's sort of a fringe I, I county a, I city. A, I got a few people. I, know I think you know a lot of people in Heston. Well, that's possible. What about Asaria? No. Is that in the county, or is that barely in Saline County? I think that's in Saline County. How about Gypsum? That's Saline County. Yeah, right on the border. They know you there. I don't think so. I think they do. <laughs> I think you're crazy. Steve, what about Medora? Medora? Yeah. There you go. What about Bueller? Yeah. I don't know if you're the most popular man um, there. No, no, not I, I bet they don't like you very much. Probably not. Well, Steve, are you having a good day today? I've had a good day. Well, I had a good day until about 20 minutes ago. Why is that? Well, I learned the... Passing of oh, all that's my right. high school classmates, my Little League baseball brother, Terry Davis. Uh, we were in the same high school class. We played Little League baseball uh, on the same team with his brother, Timmy. Timmy passed away last year. Terry... Uh, I remember. You might have even written a column about I did that. Write a, I did write a column on uh, Timmy, uh, one of the great guys. Had his uh, funeral at the, at the baseball diamond at Independence. And I didn't make it, but they had... Hundreds of people there, from what I was told. Wish I could have been there, but it just didn't work out. But Terry, uh, I haven't gotten any details, but uh, uh, Terry was a pitcher on our team. Terry Davis was about, at, at, at age 12, he was probably about 5'9", 185, 190 pounds, and he could bring the heat. I mean, he was intimidating. And then when uh, he didn't pitch, he played third base. I'd move over to shortstop, and he'd, he'd play third. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, so, and then with I, I hit leadoff for the Kiwanis team. Timmy hit third, Terry hit fourth. All I'd do is come up, get my obligatory four-pitch walk. Those guys would knock me in. Every line score, it seemed like. My last year, it was, it's looking the, they had the baseball box scores of Little League. That's how big Little League was. Then oh, yeah. Was, they carried all the box scores of the games. Every time it said sell, zero at bats, three runs, no hits, <laughs> no RBIs. And then you look down there, I, I had some stolen bases or something, but... But uh, all I had to do is wait for those guys to knock me in. Well, Steve, I know it's been an interesting morning for you because of that, but have you been feeling a little bit better by playing a little more golf in your life? My golf game stinks. Okay, so you haven't been feeling better. Uh, I shot an 80 yesterday, 
which I would have taken that yesterday. I had well, a bad day, but it was a perfect day to play. Golf course just either I'm getting a lot worse or the golf course is getting a lot tougher, and I think it's a little bit of both. I'm getting worse. Golf course is playing really tough. Greens are really fast. They're hard. They're running quick, and I tend to kind of go for broke on the greens, and that led to four three putts yesterday. Ooh, ooh, Not good. Yeah, ooh. I was hammering the putts. Well, Steve, did you get to watch much of the Royals last night taking I, on the Red Sox? I did. What were your impressions? And uh, are you very discouraged with the team right now? Dead team walking. I really believe. I mean, this is, you know, we all love the Royals around here and uh, want to see them do well. I mean, wasn't that long ago, you know, four years ago, they won it all. But uh, they made a really big tactical error probably in about 2016. When they'd start, they didn't start moving the guys that were going to be free agents. They had no chance to sign Hosmer. They had no chance to sign Mustakas. They did, they, yeah, they did move Mustakas, of course. But you look at what they got in return. Peanuts. Jorge Lopez. Ugh. <laughs> Brett Phillips. We may never see him again. Yeah, he's he's scuffling three the game minor. wonder. Yeah, he's, he's scuffling down the minor. So basically they gave Mustakas away, but he was going to leave anyway. Uh, the guy that was really playing well, Hunter Dozier, Strained oblique, and the Royals are saying he could be back in 10 days. Have you ever heard of anyone from a strained oblique coming back in 10 days? Very rare. Very rare. It's going to be more like a month is my guess. Uh, They're striking out just an astronomical rate. What they have, five out of six games or four out of five here recently where they struck out 10 or more times in the game. Their only runs. They struck out 10 times last night. Two runs last night on a home run. And then one in the ninth. One in the oh, they scored a run in. I didn't. One in the ninth. Okay, so they lost eight three. Okay, a run the day before or two their game before against Texas, solo homer. Basically, they're not manufacturing runs. It's supposed to be all about speed. They, they, you know, they're speed guys. That's what speed do. Yeah, Nicky Lopez came up, looked great for about ten games. The league figured out, hey, you can't throw him an outside pitch. You'll hit it to left field. So they're jamming him. He's hitting weak grounders. He's batting 211 now. Yeah, he's down to 211. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn didn't. Even, I don't think he even played last night unless he pinch hit. Uh, he did not. They brought up Chesler Cuthbert, the Chess Lord. I I like Chesler, and they brought back Gutierrez, and I think he's a nice player. But right now they're starting. Now I will say Sparky, Glenn Sparkman threw really well, and then Barlow, who was so good for about a month there, he was getting everybody out. All of a sudden he's gone. He's given up four, four, and three runs his last three games. It looks like his magic's worn off. And right now, they're just a team that can't get anything going. They've lost six out of seven. And the starting pitching, for the most part, hasn't been very good. And the hitting has just, you know, early in the year, they were scoring runs. Right. But now they're. And then they just couldn't stop anybody. They're back. They're back to doing what happened last year. They score maybe two, three runs a game. Every once in a while, they'll get six. But for the most part, it's just one to three runs every game. So when you look at this team and you begin to look to the future and project what you think this team could be doing in two, three, four years, because if you can think back to 2011 and 2012 when the Royals were starting to call up their guys right. and all of us are sitting around going, it's not that far away. Yep. Get ready, was. 2014. And Get ready, was. 2015. Well, you know, they kept saying the Royals had the back in the early 2010s they're, the Royals had the number one farm system in baseball. Right. They said when these guys get there, they're going to be pretty good. Well, they got there. And they were pretty good. And they had their window. And then money 
close that window. You know, they lost Kane. They lost Hosmer. They lost Mustakas. They lost Vargas. They they let everybody. The, they let the milkman go. I thought the milkman would have been a good guy to Melky Cabrera. Yeah, I thought he'd been a great DH because you know he's always going to hit for an high average. He's not much in the field, but if nothing else, a veteran presence and a hugger. Yeah, yeah, loves hugger. the hug. Yeah, HUD doesn't like that. But this is a you know the Royals drafted pitching last year. And those pitchers. And a lot of college pitching. And, and those guys are getting close. They're getting close. So the pitching, the one thing they have not been able to do is develop good pitching. I mean, most of their pitchers have come from outside the organization. Duffy's kind of an exception. But, uh, you know, you look at their other pitchers. Home. But if Danny Duffy is the best pitcher that they have developed in this system wow. over the last decade, yeah. then it's not that great. Yeah. Because in the World Series, they you know, they traded for Johnny Cueto. You know, they traded for him. Right. They signed Vargas as a free agent. And, of course, you had Yordano Ventura, who yeah. probably would have still been yeah. with the team y- now. Yordano Ventura would have been the un- by now. Let's see. How many how many years he's been gone? Three years he's been gone, probably. It was either. Th- he was 20. I, I think it was the, the spring or early part of the year in 2017. Yeah. So he, he would have been about 26, 27 by now. Probably really a develop. He would have been the unquestioned ace. You slot Duffy in behind him. Had been a decent one-two punch, but right now it's just—it's a team that just doesn't play with a lot of emotion, a lot of spirit, and they really miss Salvi. I mean, I think—I think that really right there. I, I think if Salvador Perez is with this team, what are they? Nineteen and forty-one now. I think. Yeah, because last night was their sixtieth game. They are nineteen and forty-one. They are nineteen and forty-one. I would say at worst with Salvi. They would be about 26 and 34, 27 and 33. Because Salvi was such an inspirational leader. He worked well. Not that Maldonado's a good defensive catcher. He's a good defensive catcher. He doesn't give you any offense, though. But Salvi gave you that, you know, that enthusiasm on the field. It was contagious. And I think the absence of Salvador Perez really was a wrecking ball to this season. And at some point, I think you're going to see, is it Singer? Brady, Brady Singer. He's going to be up probably in September. The other guy from Florida, I can't think what his name is, but the other pitcher that they drafted, he's probably going to be up. I mean, when you draft a college guy. Kowar, Jackson Kowar. Those guys need to be up in about two years because they played for. And they're, they're 21 or 22 years old yeah. when, when they get to you. Yeah, so by the time they're 25, they should be in the rotation. Steve, are you familiar with who Bill James is? Oh, yeah. Baseball abstract. The sabermetrics and sort, oh, of, yeah. sort of the founder of some of the inside baseball yeah. statistics and how you analyze Quantum it. Quantum physics. And I think he's a, a KU Jayhawk, if I'm not mistaken. I think he is, yeah. And you guys were probably there about the same time. Well, wouldn't be surprised. He's a little older than you, not, yeah. by, not by a ton. But I saw him post something today and was mentioning the Royals and said, well, I watched them last night and... Royals fans, just hang in there because this team is a whole lot better right now than they were last year at this time. Do you agree with that? I think their record is about the same, if not even just a little worse, actually. I think actually. it's worse, but I think they're a better team this year than they were last year. So you would agree that they're better right now? Yeah, I think they're better. problem is the bullpen. The bullpen's a lot worse, and that's where they've really – because last year at this time they had Herrera. You know, at least Herrera, they'd get the ball to him. he he was pretty automatic for him last year. But they've blown a lot of eighth and ninth inning leads, especially early. I mean, when they lost those ten games in a row, you look at it, they should have been five and five in those ten games. The bullpen basically lost seven of those ten games. So when we look back on their really good run, 
starting in 2013, working its way into 14, and then obviously winning everything in 15, I think maybe we overlook the fact of how important that bullpen was. And of course it was talked about then, but now you can see it. It was a six-inning game. On paper. It was a six-inning game back. That's And see, that's why I like the Yankees to win it all. You look at the Yankees' bullpen, it's amazing. Gas. Yeah, and when they get Batances back, Dellen Batances to go with Chapman, Britton, Ottavino, I mean, holy cow, that is lights out. All the, all the starters have to do is pitch five in the playoffs. And I think it, we just don't appreciate it until you can see it. Right. And I can remember thinking in the moment that this is not going to happen again. Oh, yeah. One of them is going to be gone. Yeah. Somehow it's not going to work, and I guess it ended up being that Greg Holland got Holland hurt in the middle the of the run. Yeah. And then, of course, Wade Davis moved into the closer spot. But and Ryan Madsen was in there for a while. Yeah. Herrera. So all those guys are gone. But I can remember thinking... This is the difference. That It was a good Royals team, and, and their starting four in the postseason in terms of pitchers were good enough to do it for them, but they weren't good enough to win you. I mean, really only one time was it the Johnny Cueto complete game, I think in game two of the World Series that year. Yeah. Besides that, and that game wasn't really close in terms of score either, so they could keep them in there, but I don't think you can really see it until you go from one extreme of having the best three bullpen relievers in the history of the game to go into the opposite of that and having no big-name relievers right. and guys that are not very good, and you start losing some of those games and they're that everybody's close re- at. The guys in the bullpen now are everybody else's rejects. And it used to be for a while that anybody that pitched in the bullpen, whether it was the 70s or 80s or 90s, that those guys were just the good arms that couldn't be starters. Exactly. And now the elite teams have their weapons. They have their lefty specialists that they say, come in and strike out the lefty and we'll give you this amount of money. Just look at baseball since the Royals won the World Series. It's all about bullpens. Yes. Teams are building. They're not building around starting pitching. They're building around the guys in the 7th, 8th, and ninth. And they're not building around Bryce Harper. Yeah. Mike Trout. That for a while, especially during some of that steroid era surge where you had... Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, and you build around these power hitters that, that can just get your runs. Yeah. And, and you build around a lineup that is strong in the middle and at the top. But now, yeah, you've got to have the bats, and you've got to have good defenders. But if you've got guys in the seventh inning, eighth inning, and ninth inning to go along with a good roster, you can win a lot of games. Yeah. And you know the Red Sox, for me, Steve, it's a little surprising that this is a barely 500 team. Oh, they got off to a terrible start. Because you look at the names that are in this in this roster and in this lineup, you've got Mookie Betts, who is one of the best players in baseball. MVP last you've year. You've got Andrew Benintendi. You have J.D. Martinez, who seemingly hits 30 home runs and drives in 100 every year. You've got Rafael Devers. You've got Xander Bogarts, Brock Holt, Jackie Bradley Jr. JBJ. And I know that JBJ has never been a very good hitter. You can play some D. But you look up and down this lineup and you go, how is this team not... 10 or 12, 15 games over 500. It's Chris Sales, 1-7, and seven, and he's going against the Royals tonight. And I'll guarantee you... You get the you, feeling he's going to be 2-7? and if, seven. if you think the Royals have been striking out 10 times a game, wait till tonight and Chris Sale. If Chris Sale's got his good stuff, he may strike. He had 17 in seven innings against the White Sox. So you are optimistic, pessimistic, or neutral 
about the future of this team in the next two years? I think I'm optimistic about the future because I think when these younger pitchers get up there, I mean, they've got guys starting now that would not start for any other team. I mean, Homer Bailey, he was 1-14 with a bad Reds team last year, but that's good enough to get in the in the Royals rotation. Uh, Duffy's a good pitcher. Jacob Junis gives you innings, but he's always You don't around. think Glenn Sparkman would start for every team in the majors? He wouldn't start for anybody in the majors. <laughs> but he pitched nice last night. But, the you know, these guys aren't consistent. That's the thing right now. Like, Junis goes out, and he'll pitch a couple good games in a row, and then he's awful. Now, Brad Keller, that's the guy they really need to get going. The thing is, he, he the league didn't have a book on him last year. And now they have figured out that all you got to do is lay off his slider and he's going to walk He's going to walk you. He's walked more guys in in baseball than anybody else this year. Ugh, makes yeah. me sick. Yeah, not good. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, you know what we need to talk about tonight? NBA playoffs. That's right. The NBA Finals. Game number three. Eight o'clock from the Bay Area. Warriors that feel like have lost every single player yeah. on their roster. Yeah, maybe no Clay Thompson, it sounds like. But we'll see how things go tonight from the Bay Area. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell, the Golden State Warriors favorite media person that continues to say, oh, it doesn't matter what happens. They're going to win. They're going to win. The basketball gods have maybe been trying to push you a little bit because I think every player for the Warriors has been hurt at some point in this series or at some point in the playoffs. They lost Kevon Looney for the series now and maybe no Klay Thompson tonight. He's questionable tonight. Yeah, he's questionable. And the, the consensus is he may not play. Uh, he may, he'll definitely probably not start, but I don't think he's going to play. I think they're going to rest him, let him, you know, because then they don't play again till what, Saturday? They will play again on Friday. Friday. Ooh, only one day of only rest. Only one day. Okay, only one day of rest. So maybe they're going to give him an extra day, but it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Golden State, it's just, it's a system. You plug them in, as long as Curry's there, as long as Draymond's there, they're going to keep winning. Even though Clay, I just think all Curry Curry may go for 50 tonight. What about Andre Iguodala at 50%? Because well, we know he's been hurting. Yeah, You've but, got DeMarcus Cousins, which nobody really knows how he feels. He had been hurt, and he's, yeah. he's back out there and playing. And he was really good for them in Game 2, and they won in Toronto. But, but Kawhi's hurt, too. I mean, let's face it. Kawhi's dragging one leg behind him, it seems like, when he plays. So... So do you really think that the lineup of, let's just throw out this hypothetical, Steph Curry, DeMarcus Cousins, kind of hurt, Andre Iguodala, kind of hurt, Draymond Green, then let's throw in probably Sean Livingston in that starting lineup, 
And then off of the bench, you've got Alfonso McKinney, Andrew Bogut, and Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. Do you really think that lineup's good enough to just go out there and walk over a team? It's a mystique. I'm telling you, it's a mystique. And and that's one thing Toronto's fighting. It's not only fighting the Warriors, it's fighting their mystique and their pedigree and their history. And that, you know, it's kind of like when out-of-town teams play McPherson in basketball. The Bullpups are probably 10 points ahead before they even tip off just because of their mystique. I just don't know if I see that same thing in this series because this is a Toronto team that is pretty good. They're not that deep, but this is a team that I think plays the right style to counter Golden State and that this is a team that will get in your face defensively and they will make you work hard and make you get the ball inside. I think if Toronto is going to have any chance in this series – Tonight's the night it has to win. It has to because if they win without Clay tonight, and they, or Golden State wins without Clay tonight, then he's probably back for Friday. They'll win that one. They'll go up three one. They'll lose game five in Toronto. But let's go the other way, Steve. What if Toronto wins tonight? Because then all of a sudden the pressure's on the Warriors. They have home court advantage. Yeah, and they've got a leg up on it. That yeah. they're up two games to one. Yeah. They've got to win two of the next four, and three of them, two of them would be at home. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's... You just have no faith maybe in I'm Toronto. Just, maybe I'm just stubborn. No. But, but I just I just don't see Golden State losing. It's kind of like, you know, I don't bet against Golden State like I don't bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So you're not betting against Golden State tonight. If Klay Thompson doesn't play, does it change your mind a little? I think it's a lot tougher. I think it's a very close game, but I'm st- I think that crowd will will Golden State, and I think Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry's going to have to do with Golden State what LeBron did with that bunch of vagabonds he played with at Cleveland. You're saying J.R. Smith wasn't a great player? Kyle Korver? No. Kevin Love? Kevin Love could put up good numbers, but in the playoffs he wasn't any good. Kyrie Irving. Now he's good. He's pretty good. He's pretty good, but he's selfish. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. What do you think on his worldly theories? Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? I am not familiar with what you're talking about. Well, Kyrie about. Irving is in a, in a group of what they call themselves flat earthers. Okay. Do you know what that means? I have no clue. Well, most people... I would think most scientists and most people that have researched the outer workings of the globe, the planet Earth, okay. that it's a sphere. Right. While Kyrie Irving belongs to a group that believes that the world is flat. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, good for him. <laughs> did you really not know that I he, did not, he, he, no. he thought that way? Why, why does it? Why is he worried what the world, I mean, this... If we're a flat spear or a spear or whatever. I think he his main point is you, know, you can't believe everything that your teacher tells you when you roll up in second grade and they say, the world is round. Maybe don't always believe him. I always which, be- is, which is kind of I noble. always believed in Mrs. Sutter because she always was telling me the truth. It's kind of noble to, to think for yourself and always question and not just buy into whatever people tell you. It's kind of noble. Okay, I'm just... But when stunned. they t- when, when they stunned. tell you two plus two equals four, I'm, I'm and you just, say I'm not sure. I'm just stunned that he would be thinking out of the box like that. Well, he's he, got other. He things. talks about it a lot. He's got other things that he's got to be doing. Like what? 
figuring out who he's going to play for next year. Well, that's true. He's got to go somewhere that'll be a little bit more friendly for his flat just, earth theories. It just seems like every team he goes to, though, he kind of poisons them. Look what happened to the Celtics this year. Speaking of the Celtics. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to tell you this next. All right. We're going to take our final right. break, and I'll break the big news to you next, Oh, Steve. okay. I haven't heard anything about it. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I was alluding to something before the break. Yeah. And I'm sure you didn't see it. I haven't. I, you said the Boston Celtics. Involving the Boston Celtics. I haven't seen anything on the Celtics. Well, we were talking about Kyrie Irving. And sure. It reminded me of something I was watching earlier this week. Okay. On one of my favorite television programs. Jeopardy. No, it was not about Jeopardy. Okay. But James Hoffenzauer, or whatever his name is, did lose. Yeah. Well, I don't know what his last name is. He got beat by a librarian from Chicago, I think. Imagine losing... A bunch of money to a librarian from Chicago. Hey. Make you feel bad. I, go ahead. But anyway, I was watching one of my favorite television programs. Oh, not The Bachelor. Well, it was The Bachelorette. Oh, jeez. And they, we went, they went on a date to Boston. Okay. And they were able to get a couple of the players from the Celtics to play a little two-on-two with Hannah B., the, the Bachelorette, yeah. and one of the dates. It was Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier. Yeah. Did you lose any respect from them because of that? Does, I, it, does it make you dislike them, dislike the Celtics? No, because that's a public service thing they're doing. It's a public service. Yeah, it's you know it's PR forms. So. Well, then Jalen Brown, he sat down with Hannah, the Bachelorette, and said, "Well, how are things going? What what are you what are you looking for in a man?" And sort of had a well, maybe had he's going moment. Maybe he's gonna interject and maybe he's gonna be a bachelor or something. <laughs> I don't know. So, so are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on the Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. It's, I just, it's, it's, to me, it'd be an hour of my day I couldn't get back. Well, the problem is it's two hours. Well, that's two hours <laughs> of my day that I could not get back. All right, Steve, I wanted to ask you one more thing. I saw in a minor league game last night that there was a no-hitter going through nine innings Okay. that was then broken up. By what? But a bunt. Sure. Starts a brawl. Sure. Are you a fan? Or I need to rephrase that. Are you against people bunting to break up a no hitter, or are you one of those people that says, "Hey, you got to get on base however you can." It just depends on the situation. Now, like what? Like if the game is tied, going next innings, sure you bunt. You try to get on any way you can, and you know I think late in the game. I don't have. If I remember right, I don't it was have, three to nothing or four to nothing. I don't have a problem really with a bunt trying to break up a no. I guess I I don't. I don't have. I know they say, well, you got to be pure. Well, you're supposed to try and get on any way you can. So I guess I'm. You have to put me in the in the class that you're trying to get on base. You got to do it any way you can. If you can't defend a bunt, 
That's your problem. I'm more in your opinion there that I'm saying this is a game and you're trying to get on base. Yeah. You're trying to do whatever you can. Just ask Sox Hyatt how many times I bunted on him. He probably had no hitters going when I bunted That's on true. Him. You were a bunting king, probably. I was. I was, I was a big bunt. So you don't have a problem with that? No. What about any other unwritten rules of baseball? Are you are, are you an anti-bat flip guy? I don't like the bat flip. I we kind of talked about that last yeah, week and I don't, Tim and, and I don't like pitchers throwing at hitters after they've hit a home run. I think that's stupid. What about any other weird rules? Oh, do you tend to be more baseball purist I'm a and purist. do things the old way? I I don't. I, some things yes, some things no. Probably. I'm trying to think of any other unwritten rules that I think that you would dislike. I just don't like the bat flip. I mean, I just I'm not a big fan of the bat flip. Did you see the softball player at the College World Series that did it the other day? No. For Oklahoma State. No. Well, it wasn't necessarily a bat flip, as it was she hits a home run. And puts the bat up over her head like she's about to throw a throwing axe. Mm. And starts running down the first baseline and tomahawks it into the ground. And so it's flipping and rolling toward the dugout, That's celebrating dang- with her team. That could be dangerous, though. <laughs> for, for the fence? Hate to get hit by a bat. Well, that's true. I don't want to get sculled. All right, unwritten rules of baseball, Steve. We'll see what you think of all of these. Number one, don't automatically swing at the first pitch. That's a dumb rule. I, I guess they're not unwritten rules. Because a lot of times down. the pitcher's trying to get a give me over, you know, fastball to get a strike. Don't steal bases when you have a lead, and I'm sure that's more referring to a big lead. Yeah, you know, I don't, like twelve I don't, to nothing. Yeah, don't st- don't you don't have to. St- to me, about seven runs. That's when you quit stealing. Stay in the dugout after being pulled from a game. Oh yeah, as in a pitcher. Yeah. So support. don't go out and give anybody a high five. Support no, well no no no. You're, oh, that means like stay in the dugout. It's like, don't it's go like to the, the clubhouse right. and go home. No, support your team. Don't make the first out at third base. These are these are really bad unwritten rules. Those really are. I don't talk about a no hitter during a no hitter. That's really stupid to me. You're not a big fan of that. No. Yeah, these these were really bad unwritten rules. Yeah, they. Were. I should have pulled up a better list, but it was the top one on Google, Steve. Well, that. And it wasn't very good. And you don't argue with Google. I've never argued with Google or in Yahoo my life. Or whatever. Or Yahoo, Bing, yeah. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Do you remember Ask Jeeves? Oh, yeah, Jeeves. <laughs> I don't think you remember. <laughs> All right, Steve. Tomorrow on the show, we will not be present because the Royals play the Red Sox for a day game. Okay. They play at 12-15, I believe. Okay. So we will have no show tomorrow. Okay. On Friday, we want to talk a little Shrine Bowl. Okay. Hope to have Gabe Hoover on the show on Friday afternoon. Okay. Maybe even Hestonite football coach Tyson Bowerly, who Ooh. is the West head coach of the Shrine Bowl. There you go. So we've got a lot planned for think, Friday. I think in their uh, Smoky Valley player. Ethan Wampler. Ethan Wampler, yeah. So we will have a busy day Friday, and we'll talk a little bit about the Shrine Bowl. I wish that we could be making the trip out there, but I will be in the natural state for a wedding, family wedding, instead on Friday and Saturday, so I will not be able to make it. Okay. But we'll have a thriller of a show, Steve. Oh, thriller. I hope that your golf game gets a little better today. Oh, I do too. I hope for your sake you shoot below 80. <laughs> It'd be nice for a change. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on Friday. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, 
and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.